Father, we thank you for the prayers that have been prayed. We thank you for the songs that have been sung. We thank you for the opportunity to worship you in giving. And now as we look into your word, we ask that it will fall upon the good soil of our hearts that we will grow thereby. And Father, we just thank you for an opportunity to bless the name of Jesus and to lift you higher. We thank you and honor you for it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We are into our fourth episode of our series entitled Daily Reminder. And my opening statement for this is that we will explore the essence of nurturing a routine centered around uplifting others and unveiling the love of God through our actions. We will explore the essence of nurturing a routine centered around uplifting others and unveiling the love of God through our actions. If you will go back and remember in episode number one, our subtitle was Daily Spiritual Habits. And we talked about the things that we should be putting in place in, as a daily lifestyle in order for us to become more Christ-oriented. Then on the second week, uh, we talked about a daily heartfelt gratitude, just being grateful to God for the day. Last week we talked about daily scripture meditation and we talked about the effects that that will have on our growth and on our outlook. Now today is one that I think that if you can grab the, again, the essence of it, that it will not only change the environment around you, but you will change somebody else's environment. Today we're going to be looking into, as our subtopic, daily acts of encouragement. Daily acts of encouragement. Our definitions. First one is reminder. A reminder, one who or that which reminds, that which serves to awaken remembrance. Daily. Daily is happening or being every day done day by day, bestowed or enjoyed every day. The word acts is to be in action or motion to move. And finally, encouragement. That which serves to incite, support, promote, or advance as favor, continence, reward, or profit. I am going to also, through this, talk about some examples to provide some ways that you can also do this. Let's jump into our scripture. Uh, we're going to go with 1 Thessalonians, the fifth chapter, verses, I was trying to divide it up, but we're just going to go ahead and do verse 1 through 15 because I couldn't find a way to, to split this up because we need to have an understanding so that we know why he said what he said. The Thessalonians were a little nervous. They were a little concerned because there were people going around in Thessalonica talking about once you dead, you dead. And because of that, they started saying, well, if we dead when we dead, then why are we going through the situations that we're going through living the way and trying to be 
Christ-like. And so Paul wrote them a letter, and in the fifth portion of that letter, he says, now concerning the times and seasons, brothers, this is the English Standard Version, you have no need to have anything written to you. For you yourselves are fully aware that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying there is peace and security, then suddenly destruction will come upon them as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. But you are not in darkness, brothers, for that day to surprise you like a thief. For you are all children of light, children of the day. We are not of the night or of the darkness. So then let us not sleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night. And those who get drunk are drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God has not destined us for wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us that whether we are awake or asleep, we might live with him. Therefore, after I said all this, therefore, encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. We ask you, brothers, to respect those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you, and to esteem them very highly in love because of their work. Be at peace among yourselves. And we urge you, brothers, admonish the idle, encourage the fainthearted, help the weak, and be patient with them all. See that no one repays anyone evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. But always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. But always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. Amen. But always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask that it falls upon the good soul of our heart in Jesus' name. So when we look at this situation and as we look at our title, we see that it is very easy, especially in our environment today, to be discouraged. It's very discouraging. The songwriter said that poverty is commonplace, all kinds of diseases, people just slipping away, economy's down, we don't even have enough pay. But then they say, but all I can say is thank you, Lord, for all you've done for me. Amen. We have to look at discouragement in the eyes, slap it so that the disc falls off of it, and be encouraged. Encouragement begins within us, and once we begin the encouraging process of being encouraged within ourselves, we should let that be permeated to those that are around us. Well, what do you mean? Have you ever had a day where you just felt that as soon as I can get back in the bed, this day will be over. Because everything is going in a way that is not acceptable to how my mind works. 
I can't think of that law, Murphy's law. I don't know why they put that on that guy, but Murphy's law means that whatever can will go wrong. But if we can look at Murphy's law and see that every time something goes wrong, I should be looking for God to be working something out in me or in my situation. And so as we look at this and as we get our minds wrapped around this, I want you to think about us being in a race. I don't know how many athletes we have listening today, but um, I was fortunate to participate in, uh, in, in a track and field, and when you got ready to run your race, it was a lot of noise going on because people were encouraging you, pumping you up, telling you that you could do it. You could have been the slowest one in that heat. But you had somebody saying, come on now, you can do it. It was encouragement going on. And this is the same mentality that we have to have as the family of God. That we're running a race and we're running together. I remember the first time I ran 10 miles when I was in the Army. And as I was passing people, the first thing you would say if you passed me, say, come on, you can make it. And then once I got to mile seven, more folks was doing that to me than I was doing it to other folks because I was tired at mile seven. And, but you, as you're running a race together, you're always helping one another, especially when you know you're just running the race. You're not trying to, 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 to uh, knock them off or, or be a victor over them. You're just saying we're doing this race together. And as we're running this race, we should take time in order to say, come on, bro, you can make it. Come on, sis, you can make it. Come on, come on, come on. And that little come on sometimes is all a person needs to say, yeah, I can make it. I can do it. Yes, I got this. That's why it's important for us. I know it, 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 you hear it some. some so much now that, that uh, my instantaneous intentional outreach, because somebody needs to be encouraged. Somebody needs to hear that somebody is thinking about them. Remember, the enemy's whole process is to isolate you, to make you give up on trusting that God can do what he says he's going to do. He doesn't really care about you. He cares about your trust in God. Because he knows if you trust God, you'll have victory. If you don't, you'll be defeated. So he wants to defeat you. There have been many examples of, as we have watched the Olympic Games where we have seen, I remember uh, uh, one young man was running the Olympics in the finals, and he blew out his hamstring, fell down on the track, and he jumped up and tried to keep on going, fell back down, got up, kept trying to keep on going, and all of a sudden you see this man bust out of the crowd. We found out it was his father. His father busted out the crowd, pushed the security out of the way, picked his son up, and together they made it to the finish line. And as they were going... This is the part that got me. The folks was cheering higher and louder for them, too, than they were for the person that finished. 
because he saw how dedicated his father was to him and how the son, even though he was in pain, he was still hobbling on that leg. He had his father there encouraging him to make it, and together they had the victory. How many times have we came along somebody, could see that they were hurting him, but we were a little too busy just to stop by and see if I could just say something or if I could just put my arm around them and, and say, hey, you can make it and do something to help them to continue on. Look straight ahead and nobody know I'm talking about you. Because we have to go forward. We have to realize that I am not doing this in an individual manner. We are a body. God has jointly fit together. And because of this, we have to help one another to reach the goal, which is eternal life. So going along this journey, we find out that there are people that are not as uh, self-encouraging as others, that they look at the glass as being broken and not even having any water in it, that they are just Things are just too bad and too rough. And that they've just given up on life and don't know why God has not taken them out yet. That they're in a place that is so dark that even darkness doesn't like being in the place that they're in. They are in, but what they need is, because encouragement, what it does is it brings hope. Hope brings light. Light dispels darkness. And so if we are the hope bringers, then we should be able to just speak life into them. Now, I'm not saying that you've got to present them with a 10-minute sermonette on anything, but sometimes just saying, how you doing, and I hope your day goes well, will cause a person to totally change how their day is going. Now, for those of y'all that have gone shopping with me, you know that I am always looking for a discount. I have served my country proudly, and so I believe that because of that, I have given this country the best years of my life, that sometimes I am entitled to a discount. And so the first question that I usually ask is, do you do military discount? Now. Let me help y'all with something. Ross department store does not do military discount. But check this out. Guess what I do? I still walk up there and I say, ma'am, sir, do y'all do military discount? And they say, no. And uh, Lady Yolanda tell you, so my next question is, well, do y'all do a smiling customer discount? No, sir. Do y'all do a happy customer discount. <laughs> no, sir. Do y'all do a pleasant to speak with customer discount? No, sir. We don't do any discounts. I got one more discount. And by this time, they're laughing. Because they're like, this guy's going to think of another time. He's trying to get it. But it's not just the fact of trying to get a discount. It's interacting with them like they're people. I was happened to be in a department store. I don't want to give this name because it's not a good situation. And the person behind, in front of me was just very belligerent to, and, and, and they didn't have no control over the situation. 
And he just went in on them, went in on them, went in on them. And so after they got done, I walked up there and I did my thing. I said, I know you're having one of them days because I just heard that loud mouth in front of you. So they started cracking. She started laughing. And I said, but uh, can y'all give me a military discount now? And she said, no, sir. I said, what about a smiling customer? She said, no, sir. I said, I'm trying to be nice to you, but you're not, you're not acting right. And she was like, what? I just told you. And so then I had this dialogue with her. And I said, don't let that, that person that's having a bad day make you have a bad day. I said, you be encouraged. Have a good rest of the day. Amen. You know, and that is what encouragement is about. Amen. I heard a very, a very new one, and I'm going to try this. Y'all know I'm going to do this one. You know when you do the self-checkout at, at, at the store now? And they had a little monitor show, show, watching you. So a guy I was talking to says, this is what I started doing. He says, I, he says, I look into the monitor, and he says, I see that you're watching me. But I hope, I hope you have a God-blessed day and that everything goes well with you. I said, dude, I'm preaching on Sunday about encouragement. I'm going to use that. Because that is, that is how you can mess a person's day up. And make them laugh, make them smile, being, and they'll be like, dude, you look at this foolishness. Look at this. But it, it causes us to be encouraged. The Bible even says laughter is like a medicine to us. And if I brought Lady Yolanda up here, she'd tell you all them hormones and simones and all them moans that'll that'll go into your mind and all that stuff that will cause laughter to bring healing. To your body. I don't worry about all that. That's why I got her. All right. So as we're looking at this, the Thessalonians were, were going through this situation where they wanted to be sure, but they were not sure. So Paul is saying, for you that are sure, what you need to do is speak to the other people. Tell them that the hope that you have. Encourage them. Because we all know that the world can be a tough and very unfriendly place. And we know it's easy to get hurt by the world. The world does not care about you. The world only wants to take care of itself. And then if a person is going through bereavement, it could be very painful experience. And then when we think that Jesus is coming to judge us, we, 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 we could get scared that, I ain't doing things right. In fact, churches have used that, that you need to do, act like this because Jesus is going to condemn you. But I, uh, okay, I ain't going to go to that day. But anyway, we have to look at what this is, that we have the word of God, which is an encouragement to us. That's why we talked last week about daily scriptural meditation, because if you meditate on the word of God, when something discouraging shows up, the word of God gives you something to counteract that so you can be encouraged. And if you're encouraged, then you can go forth and be a daily encourager. Now, what I want you to, to realize that the first person that you should be encouraging is the person in the mirror. I'll say that one more time. The first person, when you get up and you're looking all like you look when you wake up in the morning, and you can still be encouraged and say, I'm glad I'm able to look at my ugliness right now. Because once I slap this uh, uh, face cream on, I'll be straight. It's called soap. But anyway, 
So once you get yourself cleaned up and you can still be encouraged because you're able to see, you're able to look, and you're able to go forth, and you can put in your mind, I'm going to be an encouragement to somebody today. You get yourself into this mindset of being this daily encourager. When you walk into certain places that you frequent, they look forward to you coming in because you're going to say something that's going to be life-giving to them. Every Wednesday morning, I go to Starbucks and, and meet with uh, some people. And when I walk in, because my name on my Starbucks thing is Boss, and so when I walk in, they say, hey, boss. Hey, how y'all doing? Y'all having a good day? Yes, I, you see what I'm saying? Because it becomes this freaking, and when I go up, I say, thank you so much for preparing my drink. I really appreciate it. I hope you have a wonderful day. Why? Because we hear all the time of folks going into Starbucks in there, and they're saying, I wanted half foam. You gave me full foam, or you gave me three quarters. I heard a person, I said, Lord, give that person strength. I, mm. All right, anyway, that's why I ain't a barista. All right? Because God knows where to put us. But we have to realize that if we allow discouragement to stay around a person or even around us, it can start pulling on our emotions in such a negative way that it causes us to lose hope. And once you lose hope, it's very easy for the enemy to come in and topple you. That's why I believe this comes up in the book of Thessalonians because Paul knew that if they lost hope, they would lose everything. Because hope is our foundation to our faith. Hope is what propels us. Even in the midst of a situation, we have confidence that God is going to do what he says he's going to do. So we go through the situations. That's why David had to say, even though I am going or I'm walking, I'm journeying through the valley and, uh, of the shadow of death. I'm not going to fear what looks like is going to happen to me, which is evil. Because your rod and your staff, they comfort me. They provide me with guidance. I'm able to encourage myself in a situation because of that. And so we want to be able to move in a way and conduct ourselves in a way that provides encouragement to those that are around us. Did you realize or do you realize that it seems that Christianity is the only organization that buries its wounded. If a person messes up, we cut them off, we chop them up, we just throw them, throw them, but all of us have sinned and come short of God's glorious standard, right? Oh, Lord. All of us. All y'all. Everyone. Everybody has sinned and come short of God's glorious standard. Oh, your mama lied. But anyway, we just want to say that all, A-L-L, all capital, have come short of God's glorious standard. So we should be able to encourage another person to righteousness. We don't validate their wrongdoing, but we say there is something better for you if you walk in the path of righteousness and holiness. We 
we got to be able to talk to each other. We got to be able to communicate with each other. We have to seek that out so that we can be encouraged because some days you don't feel as encouraged as others. Things are going on. You, 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 you know, you, you, you try to jump out of the bed and the bed seemed to have moved over to the place where you was trying to jump to. For, uh, you used to just jump up and now you have to roll out. And, and you don't land on your feet, you land on your, your knees and your hands and then you climb the bed in order to stand up because you're just not like... And so that could be discouraging. But you're able to celebrate another day of life. You're able to turn the situation and to encourage yourself. I want to finish today with a story, one of my encouraging stories that I love to uh, reference, which is in 1 Samuel, the 30th chapter. The king, he wasn't king yet, but David, who was on the run, and his men went and conducted a raid. And as they were coming back home, they found out that their city had been raided. And it was a very trying situation. It was a very detrimental situation. And we discovered that David's men had even turned on him and were getting ready to stone him. And the Bible says that David encouraged himself in the Lord. And once David encouraged himself in the Lord, he was able to get focused and figure out how to get everything back. Because God told him that he would get everything back. And sometimes, in order for us to be an encourager to others, we have to encourage ourselves. We have to be able to say, God has done this for me, and I can rest on that. I can, I can rest on the fact that over 40 years ago that the Lord told me that I was going to marry Lady Yolanda. And even though I told him I was never going to get married, now we're celebrating 39 years because God knows way more than I know. God knows my future. He knows my presence. He knows my past. And he knows. And so if I can just look at something that God has done for me and walk in the power of that and get myself going, I can realize that I can have victory in any situation. Just think if David would not have encouraged himself. He would not have been king because he would have got bricked. Because they was, they was picking up rocks to stone him. But he encouraged himself in the Lord. And when he encouraged himself in the Lord, he was able to encourage the men. And he said, let's go get our stuff. And some men were so tired, they said, Dad, we can't go. And he said, don't worry about it. We, I'll take half of y'all. And we still going to get our stuff. And that's what they were able to do. And then the hard head said, well, because they ain't go all the way. David said, no. They're part of the family. They're going to be blessed just like we are. And that is how encouragement works. It causes us to go in, change a situation, change an environment, and cause people to get hope. Because hope can overcome anything. 
Hope can come. Hope brings light into the darkness, like I said previously. Why do we need light? Because light allows us to see. Amen. And we want to see God's glorious work in our lives. Being an encourager will also finally bring you peace. And as I said before, I like the Old Testament word for peace a little bit more than I like the New Testament word for peace. The Old Testament word for peace is shalom. Now, that word shalom actually is a greeting and a farewell, kind of like aloha in Hawaii. And what it means is that you are complete. It means that you are flourishing. It means that you are whole. And it means that you are delightful. That's what shalom means. It means that you are in a, a rich state of affairs in which national, natural needs are satisfied. And the natural gifts fruitfully employed. A state of affairs that inspires joyful wonder. Shalom. Wholeness. Completeness. And as we walk in this time of daily acts of encouragement, looking for opportunities to encourage somebody else, because if you can give them peace, you give them hope, you give them hope, you increase their faith, you increase their faith, you change, help them change what is going on in their lives. I like to use as a final analogy this, you can either be a thermostat and measure the temperature, or you can be, I mean, you can be a thermometer and measure the, the temperature, or you can be the thermostat and set the temperature. A lot of us just want to be the thermometer and measure, but God wants us to be the thermostat where we set it. Can I encourage you today to be an encourager and seek for opportunities to be encouraged? You know, the easiest people to encourage is the folks at the, at the cashier because they can't run from you. They got to help you. The easiest way to be an encourager is, is just to walk around and just say, hello, have a wonderful day. You'll see some of the folks that look like they've been, they done sucked on lemons all their life, and you say, hello, have a wonderful day, and they'll just start grinning. That's the power of encouragement. And the more you do it, the more you become it, and it just becomes a daily part of your life. My, one final story. I do not like missing flights when I have the last flight of the day. And I was coming home, and um, I got stuck in Charlotte overnight. Now, as I was walking up to the desk, I was not a happy camper. But once I saw how many, it was like four flights that got canceled that, that night. And I walked up to the lady, and she was just, I, you could just tell. And I said, hello, ma'am. Um, I, need, I need to get a, uh, my flight got, uh, they didn't say canceled. It got rescheduled for the morning, rescheduled for the morning. And as I was talking to her, she said, I wish all, everybody that came up here was like this. I said, well, ma'am, I'm glad I made your day. I hope the next 10 people that you have to encounter will be the same way. She said, thank you so much. And that's, 
that's, that's, all it, that's all it takes. One of my mentors always told me, it's always nice to be nice. I didn't hear it when he first was teaching it to me, but now I understand it. It's always nice to be nice. And so we want to be those daily encouragers, not only to one to another, to everybody that we encounter, that we will spread light everywhere we go. Amen? Amen. You heard me today, and it, it, it may have clicked with you. It may have locked into your mind, but you, you're still feeling kind of mm, unsure about this. Part of that insecurity is the fact that in order for this to work effectively in your life, you need to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. You need to be in the family of God. It's, it's easy to portray how a family does business, but it's even better to be in the family that does the business. And I want to encourage you today, if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, to make that decision today. And it's not a hard, it's not a difficult thing to do. The Bible says it like this, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. It says, for with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. Then the Bible even goes on and says, for everyone that calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. The word saved means to be rescued, means to be delivered, and it's rescuing and delivering you from the penalty of sin. And the penalty of sin is death, which is eternal separation from God. But God has set it up so that when you accept Jesus, that then you have life and have life more abundantly. You have eternal life, life without end. And we want that for you, but it's a decision that you have to make. And this is, a, this is the other part of this. Like I said earlier, this is not an individual thing. This is a team thing. We are in this with you, and we want to assist you along this journey. And so in order for us to do that, here it is. You can have our email address. You can have our, our, our text number so that you can contact us and we will come alongside you and assist you along this journey. Our email is info at godshousecc.com. Our text message is 864-920-0100. That is text only. Don't try to call. It won't take a call. It'll only take text. But let us know so that we can come along. This is anywhere in the world that you are. We are willing to help you become all that God has called for you to be. Amen? Amen. Well, friends and family, that's episode number four is in the books. Daily Reminders. Daily Acts of Encouragement. We're going to be starting a brand new series next week called How to Grow. And listen, we're not talking about eating and all. We're not talking that. We're talking about how to grow in our spiritual disciplines. And so we're going to do that for the month of October, which is also Pastor, Pastor Appreciation Month. And the best month of all the months, October. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because... Yes, sir. I am encouraged. We already know. October is the best month ever. 
All right. Bless me all over. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The whole month. Anyway, we just want to encourage y'all to be uh, daily encouragers one of another and to those that you don't even know. Be encouraging because that is what helps to provide hope. Well, until next week, God's blessings be upon you in Jesus' name. Thank you.